Hello, this is Rafal Davidovich. Welcome to Tanya Tuesday. Today we will be reviewing, summarizing, Perik Chof. This is chapter 20. In order to fully understand chapter 20, it pays very much to reread or revise one's reading of chapters 18 and 19, in which the Baal Tanya explains how the whole concept of the Torah being Karov Ma'od, very accessible to all Jews, is because all Jews have a Yerusha, an inheritance from the Avos, from Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So even the most ignorant Jew, or even the most sinful Jew, can connect through the fact that he shares the DNA of the Avos, that he can connect to Hashem Echad, to the one God. So that as chapter 19 says, even a sinful soul, someone who is very far away, and whose experience has been seduced by the Ruach Shtus, the spirit of folly, to do the wrong thing over and over and over again over the course of years, is going to give up his life rather than acknowledge idol worship or acknowledge any rejection of his Jewishness, even in a superficial way. All of this is part of the Jewish inheritance. Now, with this idea, we come to chapter 20. Chapter 20 introduces a beautiful new idea to us, meaning to the readers of Tanya, in that all mitzvos should now be understood as follows. That all mitzvos are branches of these two fundamental ideas of Yiddishkeit, which is expressed in the teaching of the rabbis that the first two of the Aseris Adibros of the Ten Commandments, what is called Anochi Hashem Lokecha, the statement that Hashem made that I am the Lord your God, and the statement that Hashem made that you shall have no other gods before me, this is something that all Jews had the personal experience of hearing directly from Hashem. Meaning they didn't only hear it from Moshe as Hashem's proxy or agent. They heard these two commandments directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Balatanya says now that this experience of having heard only these two mitzvos, these two statements, expands so that really they heard in generality the whole Torah. How is that? Because the positive statement, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, I am the Lord your God, is the foundation of all 248 positive mitzvos, known as the Remach Mitzvos Asei, based on the Gematria. And the statement, Lo Elohim acherim al You shall have no other gods before me, is seen as the root of the Shasa Mitzvos Los Asei, of the 365 negative commandments, meaning the positive commandment of acknowledging God, branches out into all positive commandments, and the negative phrasing of rejecting anything but God is the foundation of all the negative commandments. So with this idea, the Balatanya is a, will explain now something that is uh, among the deepest teachings of Hasidus, and that is as follows. So, the idea that the Balatanya emphasizes for the last two-thirds of this chapter, or more, is the idea that when we say that Hashem is one, we are saying something that is much deeper than you would think. When we say that Hashem created the world, it means much, much more than you think. What does it mean? So he says, what it means is that God is exactly the same after he created the world as he was before he created the world. We say in Davening, Atahu ad shelo nivra ha'olam, Atahu misha nivra ha'olam. You are the same as you were before you created the world as you were afterwards. And there's another Pesach in Malachi that says, Ani Hashem lo shanisi. I, God, have never changed. 
meaning this world and everything in it has not changed God one bit. And to explain this, the Baltanya uses language that he used in chapters 3 and 4 and 5 of Tanya, which is interesting because it's a good callback to information and to Torah that we have already learned. He says, when we say that Hashem created the world through speech, meaning the Asar Mamaros, for example, we, the ten statements through which God created the world, we should think about God's speech the way that we think about speech in those earlier chapters. So he says, for example, just like when we speak of a person who speaks, a person's dibur, his koach dibur, the speech that he emanates from him when he says something, that is an, something that comes from him. As it was phrased earlier, it is a garment of the soul. And it is not only a garment, it's the second garment. There's a gar another garment that is even closer to a person's own soul. That is the garment of thought. Even thought has words and letters and we phrase things using sounds and they come out of us. So just as when a person speaks, there's no way that one could possibly measure the value of that word compared to thought, right? We don't say, oh, you said 10 words, so that took a chunk out of your thinking. Meaning it's another level entirely, far more external to your experience. It is just a levush, as we say in Hebrew. And even the thought that emanates from you is nothing compared to the seichel and midos, meaning to your actual ten midos that come from the ten spheros, chabad, your intellectual faculties, your emotional faculties. When you compare a person's actual ten faculties of his neshama, they are a degree of reality entirely different from the degree of reality of thought, speech, and deed. Certainly, you've speech, the middle one over here. So, he gives us an example. A person should meditate on the idea that when you have some sort of desire in your heart, or some sort of intellectual appreciation in your mind, that has to work itself through until it actually manifests itself in words, in the words of your thinking, or in the words that come out of your mouth. So, too... When we think of Hashem having created the world through speech, it's not just that we are saying that God is the creator. We are saying that the entire universe is a manifestation of only his speech, which doesn't even compare to the real essence of what Hashem is. This is an idea that he will elaborate upon even further in the next two chapters, but this is the end of our summary of chapter 20. Thank you for listening.